Where did you go to school? And who is your daddy? What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan-worshipping Freemason morons. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of here! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please go outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys. We just want to tell this, mate. Mate, because I want to do this, Well, I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Condition Release Program, a podcast that delves into the nether world of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and in today's program, we've drugged America's most horrific grifter, Stu mm. Peters, and we've stuck his legs up in stirrups. We're putting a long hose up his ass, in the name of journalism, of course, mm. to just see what's up there. But I, I'd, I'd say it's mostly shit. Well, it's also a bit of domestic violence and an endless appetite for the grift. Mm. But we don't, we don't want to give too much away. No. You'll have to listen to the rabbit hole to get all the grisly details. Yes, it's a bit of a long one today, but fuck, I enjoyed writing it way too much. And in the news, diphtheria is back, and we have a big thank you to the Academy, God, and anti-vax Byron Bay idiots. And we'll have all your favourite segments, including which black pill fuckwit said that, and the week in Pete Evans. Yes, he will. And in what has become a weekly begging exercise, we must remind listeners that this kind of piss-funny tomfoolery ain't cheap. It costs a lot of time, blood, money, tears. So we ask you to help support the show. It really means a lot. Occasionally tears. Well, there's blood and tears. You just don't see them. Okay, I'm crying now. I'm crying now. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm crying blood. Call me Jesus. The Condition Release Program is free in dollar terms, but it does have a human cost on Jack especially, who has just been roused out of consciousness today with pseudoephedrine and, as we said last Again. week, mm. designer drugs. We have a patron set up with all manner of edgy content behind the paywall and we're going to put more into it. And it's our way of saying thank you for supporting us and giving you second-rate content, which people actually really enjoy. So fucking get them out, get yeah, around we'll it. We'll be doing lots of it, lots of it. And you can find your way to all of it by going to www.patreon.com backslash the conditional release program and making a small investment. Tiny. And we would like to thank our existing patrons for helping us keep this show sustainable and our new buddies who have just entered our hearts forever. We did, Dan Schreiber. I was very surprised to see that. Thank you, Dan. What a legend. So for as little as five bucks a month or 10 if you like Dan Schreiber, you'll have access to all sorts of amazing content. So hit us up on Patreon if you can. And Dan, you're not getting a sticker pack. You live in England. The postage is too much. Uh, so give until it hurts and then reject all medical advice because Tom Barnett can heal you by yoga. Yes, and it's it's not a, it's not a disease. It's just chemtrails. <laughs> but that's enough of that and him <laughs> for now, because it's on with the show and the conditional release program's weekly news. Hey. Jack, what y'all? Diphtheria. It's back! Oh, fantastic. I know. According to the government, so you know it's a lie, Mm. diphtheria is a contagious disease spread by an infected person's coughing, sneezing, or open wounds. Mm -hmm. Symptoms include a sore throat and breathing problems. That's not good. Diphtheria can affect people of all ages, but can be prevented with vaccination. Yeah. 
Treatment yep. includes antibiotics and diphtheria antitoxin. Mm. Yeah, that's why we haven't had any diphtheria for 40 years. Yes. No diagnosis of, of diphtheria for 40 years because we have vaccination, childhood vaccination for diphtheria. We do have more details on uh, the diagnosis in a second because the history is is patchy. Uh, but the sentence here that's doing the heavy lifting is absolutely can be prevented with vaccination. And it's not mm-hmm. even a diphtheria vaccine per se, but it's a convenient diphtheria tetanus and pertussis vaccine. It's your dip tet. you got to have your dip tet. And no one ever gets fucking diphtheria vaccinated. What they do is they stab themselves at work and then you get a fucking tetanus shot and you get the other stuff just knocked in there, which is right. cool. I mean, it's very convenient. That's how I got mine at least. <laughs> and I hadn't had one until then because my mum's an anti-vaxxer. Mm. The vaccination program has been so successful that full-blown diphtheria of the throat has not been seen in New South Wales for a century. So, yes, you were close. Century. 40 years, a fucking century, apparently. Wow. Um, there was all sorts of different reports, though. It was the journalists are not on the ball at the moment. They're not statisticians at all. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I suspect there are probably causes for that. So I'm going to go with 40, but that's I, long enough. I read like six articles to try and find a fucking coherent result on when the last case was. But the thing is, they've got these other cases, these milder cases of diphtheria in the form of skin infections, and they haven't been around since 1990, so it's all just fucking semantics. But while all of this is really interesting, it's a little bit too soon as well to be... Sticking the boot into the northern rivers after the floods. They've oh, had I a, don't know, Joe. They, they've had I'm a ready. bad time. It's raining now. They're probably all in lifeboats. And Dave O'Neags is probably hassling them. No, they got they, they missed out. It, it, it started at Port Stevens. It's Sydney floods, mate. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So fuck Penrith. We don't care about them. So look, oh, we are going to make a collective sigh sound upon the fairly obvious revelation. And you all know this, that the cases that have been confirmed are in the anti-vax capital of the country, Fucking northern New South Wales. Hello, anti-vaxxers. They don't say where, but yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's probably Yukai or Mullumbimby or fucking whatever. So the less funny part is that a two-year-old is actually in intensive care. Battling Not the funny infection. at all. Um, and since then a six-year-old has also been infected but he's in hospital as a precaution so he's just having a shit week i mean it's not like alarm bells mm. ventilators and things like that but i mean you know it's 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 sketchy there's some sort of close familial connection there has been described so i, I don't yeah, know that they're actually you know, from the same nuclear family but it seems like they're related you know, yeah i think they're or something like that either mates or related i'm not sure but they yeah mm. they were playing around or something basically you know both children it really goes without saying, we're unvaccinated. You know, like that's yep. just the, the crux of this story. So the first case was detected on the 2nd of July and the second case was detected a couple of days later. But so far, no other case has been reported. I mean, we're recording on the 4th of July. So, I mean, like, you know, it's Happy not Independence exactly- Day, Joel. Huh? Happy Independence Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Aldi is we'll selling American stuff. We'll it's get really to good. the Americans. Yep. <laughs> the Reese's Pieces are delicious. So- this is the thing. The close contacts being monitored and all the public health stuff is happening, which is fine. And I do not want to make light of a toddler in ICU and a sick child. That's not nope. funny. It's fucked up. But I think we've all had the same thought when this hit the news, which is that the cookers are going to lose their fucking minds. And they have. Facebook comments are terrible. Telegram is hilarious. I'm not going to bore you with a million of them. You've probably seen them on your travels across the internet. But obviously, this whole thing is completely orchestrated to push vaccines onto people. And that is a given. I mean, that's just the world we live in now, apparently. But Shiloh Wishbringer, love that, has a little bit of scepticism about how the vaccine could possibly even work. And he said, or wrote, Our stupid Channel 7 Australian News just deleted that a child has contracted diphtheria. They made it a point to say that the child was unvaccinated and that it could have been prevented only the child was vaccinated, if I presume. Well, 
I didn't know that diphtheria can be cured by the brand new COVID-19 vaccination. What else does this miracle drug cure? Obviously not COVID-19. How stupid do they think we are? I don't know there, uh, Shiloh. Pretty fucking stupid. Pretty fucking stupid. Pretty fucking stupid. But it's really interesting the fact that, like, you know, with old school anti-vaxxers, they used to really talk, you know, DTAP, blah, 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 MMR, blah, blah, blah. Now it's just like- there's only one vaccine that exists. Why does it do all these diseases? Shut up, Louise Brian. Come see me after class. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and, of course, it goes without saying that everything now is just a vaccine injury. So Dave Oneegs chimed in with his two cents, which was, F- fuck these creeps are so effing sick. Another effing cover story for jab injuries, nerve damage, and heart failure in children. Absolutely evil fuckery all over the place. Hashtag hell is empty. What does that mean? It means fucking nothing, but everything now. It's a fucking jab injury. This is just how they're going to justify this ridiculous thing over the next few years, that anything that happens is just a cover-up for vaccine injuries or vaccine adverse reactions. No reason for this. There's no reason to believe this at all. He's a fucking idiot. So look, anti-vax paranoia is nothing new. You guys know that. Meryl Dory and the AVN have plenty of form trying to scare people off vaccines, including the DTAP. I've seen some posts. I can't be bothered quoting them. But after COVID has ruined so many people's brains on the internet, every time there's some kind of outbreak that requires some sort of coherent, basic public health response, it has to be some dopey conspiracy theory to sell low-profit post-patent vaccination shots. No one's making money off those. They're manual labor. But this one's no different. And the overwhelming majority of commentary I've found around this is simply that vaccines are a good idea and due to quick and decisive action, including a very quick way to diagnose from the hospital at the time who yeah. randomly went, oh, that's probably diphtheria when it doesn't exist in the country, the infection may be contained at two Yeah, people. it's good work. Good, good, good public health work. Two is too many though. And while the yeah. Northern Rivers continue to put anti-vaxxers on a fucking weird cultural pedestal and create this kind of fashion around pointless medical rebellion, we're going to see more of this shit in the years to come. So brace yourselves. Can I just remind our listeners that uh, New South Wales Health keeps statistics on childhood vaccination and the highest rate by region is the Outer West, which is literally back of Burke with uh, um, uh, comprised of, uh, of of Indigenous populations, remote uh, populations, so logistical problems of getting kids vaccinated. Their vaccination rate, 94%. Amazing. In Byron Bay, Byron Bay Shire, 69 Yep, that sounds about right. Fucking idiots. And one of the things that Jane Hansen did some great reporting on was how, I think it was Jane Hansen, now yes. vaccination rates went up dramatically when they started withholding benefits as a result. So yeah. they, they took away the, the childcare stuff and they all secretly got Western it. Australia's figures were very low and then it was actually the Abbott government who bought in the no jab, no pay, and that was family oh, yeah. tax benefit A and yeah. B. You wouldn't get it if you had no jab. And those those figures have corrected now. Yeah. <laughs> Once you take away the money. You have a bit of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I can see some sense in it now. Funny what happens, but apparently uh, in the Northern Rivers, they don't tell anyone. No, they keep it a secret. it's still very low. And I don't think there's anything you can do in terms of, you know, an information campaign or anything like that to to bring this around now. There are too many people who are, who are compromised about this. There's a giant fucking banner in Mullumbimby mm. about um, anti-vax in the town square. I can't remember what it says. I got a photograph with it a while ago. It was very funny. Anyway, we digress. 69%, you fucking no-hopers. <laughs> Maybe they just think the number's funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny. Dinner for two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. How do you go from an 
being an Obama supporter to a pro-Putin activist in political asylum in Russia. Well, I'll explain. But in this instance, the process Mm. took around four years. And the New York Times reported on 4th of July, Happy Independence Day, everyone. Mm. Uh, They tell a story of Charles Bousman. Thank you very much. Who took that huge leap, huger still considering he was uh, with the mob inside the Capitol building on Jan 6, 2020. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Security footage from January 6 shows Bousman uh, wearing a red Trump hat, filtering into the US Capitol building and recording the mayhem you mean, creating on his evidence. phone. Yeah, yeah, there he is. You know, <laughs> he's unmistakable. He's just this skinny little dweeb <laughs> standing there waving his camera around. Oh, Within 24 my. hours, Bowsman gave his recordings and commentary to a Russian television producer for a propaganda video. He then decamped to Moscow where, appearing on a far-right television network owned by a sanctioned oligarch, he recently accused American media of covering up for neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Uh-huh. Uh, for Mr. Bowsman, an American alumnus of Philip, uh, Philip's Exeter Academy and Wesleyan University, he speaks fluent Russian, oh, it wow. was the latest chapter in a strange odyssey. Mm. Once a financial executive who voted for President Barack Obama, he emerged in 2014 as a public critic of the left and of the United States, boosted by Russian state-sponsored organisations through speaking invitations, TV appearances, and awards. This is what happens to anti-vaxxers. They get like in this weird little paradigm shift and this then they get thrown resources and, and then they go headfirst into it. This is an amazing shift and, and what's driven it really is cash and clout mm. and, and that's the lesson. Cash and clout, man. It goes a long way. It changes people. Yeah. Central to his transformation was a series of websites he created pushing anti-America, pro-Russian themes, as well as racist and homophobic messaging. Some of his posts have racked up millions of views, and his 5,000 words screed on, and I quote, the Jewish problem, unquote, has been hailed by anti-Semites around the world and translated into multiple languages. Yeah, that's the first thing we need, the Jewish problem to be translated into multiple languages. Thanks, mate. Yeah. This is, this, is a, this is an Obama vote. This is a really interesting story. And back in 2014, when President Putin had just invaded Crimea, Bousman said he had an idea. He would create an alternative news source to counter what he called Russian, uh, sorry, Western media's, quote, inaccurate, incomplete, and unrealistically negative picture of Russia, unquote. Ah. Yep, okay. He established Russia Insider, and after it went live, Bowsman began appearing on RT and other Russian media, which we don't yep. see anymore because it's barred. Oh, and a news okay. crew from a major state-owned TV channel travelled to his parents' home in Connecticut to film him discussing his new website. On Facebook, he boasted that, and I quote again, our traffic exploded after this aired. There's the clout. There's the clout. He was invited to join panel discussions at another state-owned outlet, that's Russian state-owned outlet, received an award in 2016 named after a pro-Russia journalist killed in Ukraine. Okay. We can talk about the number of Russian journalists being killed in Russia. And spoke (laughs) at a Kremlin-sponsored youth conference in newly captured Crimea. It's stuff like that that gets you sanctioned, Jack. Yeah, I know, I know. He gave in. He gave interviews to Russian Orthodox uh, religious figures, speaking approvingly of Malafiev, who's basically the head of the Russian Orthodox Church. Oh, okay. In April 2016, Bousman's work was promoted by a Russian website, R-I-A-F-A-N, oh, that has been okay. linked to Yevgeny Prizgovlin, an oligarch indicted by the special counsel uh, Robert S. Muller. 
Mm. the special investigation during the Trump years. The website initially shared an address with the Internet Research Agency, the Russian government troll factory accused of using fake social media accounts and online propaganda to disrupt the 2016 US presidential election. Interesting. Russian analysts who have followed Bousman's work say it has all the hallmarks of a disinformation project. Olga Lautman, a senior fellow at the Centre for European Policy Analysis who researches Russian propaganda campaigns, said Bousman's messaging moved seamlessly with that of Mr. Putin's government. Mm. With Donald J. Trump's 2016 presidential victory, Bousman's media outlet began to more, uh, promote more extreme views. In a celebratory post after the election, he struck a militant chord that shocked old friends. And this is a quote, and a long one. Trump's election is perhaps akin to Luther nailing his theses to the door. But now the demons are wakened and they know they must fight or be killed as in the 16th century, they will not go quietly, Bowsman wrote, and there will be blood. Let us hope that it is the figurative digital kind and not the real red, hot, sticky stuff. That was after the 2016 election of the Trumpster. Mm. A turning point came two years later in January 2018 when Bowsman posted a lengthy polemic. It's time to drop the Jew taboo, oh. he said. And that was both an anti-Semitic manifesto and a call to action for the alt-right. And here's another quote from Bousman. The evidence suggests that much, that much of human enterprise dominated and shaped by Jews is a bottomless pit of trouble with a peculiar penchant for mendacity and cynicism, hostility to Christianity and Christian values, and in geopolitics, a clear blood lust, he wrote. Always be careful of people who talk about a hostility to Christianity and Christian values. They often are covering up anti-Semitic tropes. And now no one is saying that Bousman is proof of a Russian connection with the Trump administration. It's far more complicated than that. But here we have a wealthy, well-educated man who went from progressive affiliated politically to a vicious anti-Semite in the pay of one of the worst regimes on earth and who was radicalised slowly but surely by extreme right figures and oligarchs in Russia to the point now where he can't return home lest he face US federal crimes or charges for, for crimes of being an agent of a foreign nation, which he almost certainly has been. Mm. Uh, Trump is only part of this fellow's radicalisation. At the heart of it is cash payments from Russia to join in on pro-Putin propaganda while appealing to Trump devotees. So when we look at someone like Simeon Boykov, much-loved member, uh, <laughs> what do we call him, close friend of the podcast. Yeah, uh, very good close friend of the podcast. Uh, not listening at the moment, currently, I wouldn't think. Uh, yeah. So when we do look at uh, someone like Simeon Boykov, whose interests may be similar, but circumstances are not, we see Bousman has been attracted by the two great pulls, the same great pulls, money and clout. Yep, Bousman, exactly. funnily enough, wants a pardon from Trump. It's a little bit late for that. And in the god old days, you'd be hanged as a traitor. Now, when we listen to Bowsman's story, we barely bat an eyelid. Mm, and just as a side note, Charles Bowsman, I just found on Telegram, has 10 subscribers. Uh, I might become number 11. And uh, <laughs> it is an absolute cesspool. It is it disgusting. It will be a cesspit of extreme right-wing anti-Semitic shite. Loves and, RFK Jr. And in 2014, 2013, 2012, he vote, in 2012, he voted for uh, Barack Obama. What a real piece of shit. I'll do anything for you. Just tell me what you want me to do. The 
The Conditional Release Program is proudly brought to you today by the Northern Rivers and preventable childhood diseases. <laughs> Listeners, got a touch of nostalgia for the good old days when measles was just a good lie-in for a week? Why not assume the horizontal at one of Byron's four-star hotels? Need that rapid whack loss to fit in your swimmers this summer that only cholera can bring? Got that lazy holiday feel that screams, I need an iron lung? Then why not come to the Northern Rivers where no one is vaccinated anymore? Listeners, imagine shuffling around beautiful Byron in your orthopedic thongs. If you pick up a bit of diphtheria, don't worry. Simply cast a few ultramarine crystals over your guts and you'll be dead in no time. Dead said having fun, that is. (laughs) Whoop it up with the kids with whooping cough at Byron's spectacular beaches, unique shopping and dining experiences, world-class festivals and vibrant community anti-vax spirit. Nothing says fun in the sun than I got hepatitis A in Byron from that tofu burger at the Whole Foods shop. It means you ate shit. Got polio? Well, don't make too much noise or everyone will want it. (laughs) Remember, listeners, it has to be Byron Bay for all your unvaxxed holiday needs. Kill the kids and it's half price. (laughs) So clearly it's not too soon after the floods for you. (laughs) I think one of the first things it says within the Constitution is all laws within all... within. And with the gentle reprise of the constitutional legal genius, Thanos Paniedi, sweeping across our shell likes, it means it's time for which black bill fuckwit said that? The quiz show that places fuckwits on a pedestal so we can all throw things at them. Go the face with a big, weighty rock. That's my advice. Fuckwits hate having facial scars. So many cookers have facial scars. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> and if you're successful in today's Which Black Bill Fuck what that Said That, Joel, you'll be given cash donators, donations from our listeners and be sent out to rescue Sydney flood victims, but only the ones you like. Do you agree with me politically? Otherwise, <laughs> get out of my raft. <laughs> if you don't want to do that, just skylark around on a jet ski and find a wet dog or something. Yeah. At the end of the day, claim hero status and demand more money for all the people you didn't help. Plus, free jet ski. Hey! <laughs> it really is very funny, though. Dave O'Neags and all those sort of guys are totally set at this parallel rescue service. Like, Found a wet dog. But it's like it's it's hilarious, and apparently there was a cow involved. And I don't really know the story there, but it didn't go well. Apparently, basically, like you know, you walking around and you're saying, "Okay, so uh, uh, are you a lefty? Oh, sorry, uh, yeah. you can stay on the roof then." Like that's mate. crazy. You vaccinated for that. COVID, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't help you, mate. Can't help you. Can't help you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you think the Constitution is a valid uh, act, or do you think that it is a uh, invalid? Uh, no, no. Okay, yeah, get out. Oh, and also, according to a Facebook post from uh, Lucky Lance today, there's a bit of MLM uh, business going on with Dave yes. O'Neill. He actually responded to that, and he uh, he said basically, you know, ha ha ha. Is that the best you've got? This is a company I've been doing work with for like 10 years. And you're like, oh, so you've been working as a fucking MLM scammer for 10 years. At what point is that a virtue? You didn't, you just and, owned yourself. And, and look, you know, being rescued on the jet ski from O'Neill's, it'd be like, um, Mate, have you have you ever considered this? Have you ever considered international travel? Yeah, do you like holidays? Because I tell you oh, what, I've got the really deal wanna, for you. Uh, you know, push back in the water. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I've had a holiday this year. I'm sorry, I can't go. Oh, right. yeah, sorry. This is your stop. I, 
I can't help you. Get in the creek. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we've uh, we've got a uh, solid list of uh, listener contributors uh, c- contributions here uh, today. Uh, starting with listener Cap and Happy, one yes. of our, one of my very favourite. One of my very favourite uh, uh, patrons, I think, Cap and Happy. And this is a quote which we'll just start in the middle of. So there's a dot, dot, dot. What he's done is stand up to freedoms. Stand up to freedoms? What? Standing <laughs> up to freedoms. I'm, I'm not going to take it anymore from you, freedoms. What he's done is stand up to freedoms. And people think that. This is some weird gaslighting shit that went on where people equated freedom and saying the word freedom to like, Right-wing bigotry and hate is so strange. Okay. All right. Was that? Political scientist, historian and politician, best known for his four-volume Democracy in America, Alex de Tocqueville. I had to study that shit in university. Was it political scientist, author, torture victim, often misquoted as having said the ends justifies the means, Niccolo Machiavelli? Never said that. Never said that. Yeah. Never wrote it. Never said it. (laughs) He kind of meant it. He just didn't say it. <laughs> or was that political scientist, economist, author, known as the least funny member of the Marx Brothers, Carlo Marx? Oh, mate, come on. Carlo Marx, if you haven't read Capital and had a bit of a laugh, then that's you. <laughs> that's on you. I never tried. It's not. It's not. Dust Capital is not a funny book. It was actually a bit of a, a badge of honour back at university if you'd read it and managed to get to the end and, like, there were, like, two people. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know anyone who's got to the end of Dust Capital. Now, they can all say they have, but I don't believe them. Oh, I believe these guys. Or was it podcaster, professional idiot, not a political scientist, Joe Rogan? Yeah, Ooh. I'm going to have to go with Joe. That was gibberish. That <laughs> seems to be a fairly fairly easy one, I think, yeah. to start us all <laughs> off here. So what uh, Captain Happy actually sent this about is um, uh, this is Joe Rogan basically pitching in for DeSantis, the Florida Ooh. governor, for his tilt in 2024. Him and Elon Musk. Cert- presidential tilt, which almost certainly happened. So Joe Rogan's cap is in the ring. Yeah. What he's done is stand up to freedoms, and people think that. This is some weird gaslighting shit that went on where people equated freedom and saying yeah. the word freedom to like right wing bigotry and hate is so strange. Okay, yeah. now it makes yeah. more sense. He may not be a political scientist, Joe Reagan, but no, he understands right wing bigotry and hate. He's a fucking moron. All right, and we want to thank uh, listener James for the next quote here. The church is supposed to direct the government. Is it? The government is not supposed to direct the church. Isn't it? Not sure about that. Anyway, yeah. not sure about how I feel about that. But anyway. The church is supposed to direct the government. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. Okay, I'll leave my objections till later. I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk. That's not in the Constitution. Yes, it is. It actually is. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like they say it does. Yeah, whatever. That's the end of the quote. Was that? The Constitution is really more of a guideline. Congresswoman for... Uh, Colorado's third district, Lauren Burbitt. Burbitt. It's a great name. Just say it out loud often. Burbitt. Three times quickly. Sort of noise your your ass flaps make when you drop a big one out. Burbitt. (laughs) Anyway, was it the Constitution allows me to shoot people? It's there up the back somewhere. Congresswoman for Georgia's fuckwit district made (laughs) Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't know what district it is, but there are a lot of fuckwits living there. Uh, or was it the Constitution prohibits killing of fetuses but encourages killing postpartum? President of the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America organization, 
Marjorie Dannon Felser. Ooh, mm, she's almost well, felcher. She's almost a felcher. She's almost a felcher. She's not quite a felcher. No, not quite. Uh, or was it? The Constitution makes my uterus more important than yours. Legislative Director of Texas Right to Life, John Sego. Well, got a, he's got a great uterus. Terrific. Eat your dinner off it. This is an argument for burying the quote um, <laughs> because I did see it. And oh, no, you cheated, John. You can't, I didn't you, cheat. Not only did you cheat, you've acknowledged that you've cheated. Bury the quote. Just bury it hard. You've got to bury it with text. You can't bury it with spaces because Google removes oh, the spaces and it comes yeah. up in the subject. We do see a lot of people burying quotes. So just in throwing enormous uh, objects, just, illustrations, just walls and things of text. like that. Put in a wall of text because I'll see it. And also it looks like the separation of church and state is actually in, it uh, is the, in it the is a letter. No, it's <laughs> not. It's it's referencing the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. It's a letter. And it uh, and it references um, – there's a quote here that references it, and it's basically referring to the Bill of Rights. She might be right. Oh, We no. might be wrong. It, it, I mean, look, if it's not directly in there, it, it is done implicitly. The founding of the United States – was but and, the, and its constitution was based on freedom from uh, religious persecution substantially yeah. because you know it, this was founded um, not long after um, the Reformation and Counter Reformation. So, the part that she's wrong about is the fact that it's not how the founding fathers intended it. Now, I don't know if the founding fathers had the best of intentions, I'm pretty sure they were still whipping black guys at that point, but at the same time, like, well, Thomas come Jefferson on, wasn't whipping them. Thomas Jefferson wants whipping slaves. No. Was what, what was he? Oh, that's great. That's really, that is such a fucking improvement. And so there are so many black, black Americans who have blood ties to Jefferson. That is insane. He is actually Genghis Khan of slavery. But he is a terrific fellow, a polymath. Yeah, really? Well, that's good. Yeah, Genghis Khan of slavery and a polymath. Well, I'm focusing on the Genghis Khan part. Yeah, I think he was, you know, look, I, I, I don't know who had the most. I think Washington had slaves. And certainly Jefferson did. Yeah, <laughs> most so of the founding fathers were slave owners. Founding fathers' intention is just, I just, I don't know if that's my benchmark for morality, but that's all right. You know. Yeah, late 18th century, uh, you know. Let's cut up some slack. Yeah. Different times. Different, <laughs> different times. times. Uh, Getting a few slaves back in those days. Get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of, you know, it does speak to this constitution. But I do love these 21st century clowns who go, look, I know exactly what the founding fathers wanted. I know exactly. <laughs> I talk to them. I've got a Ouija board. I say, you know, I say, I say to it, tell me what you were thinking. And the little thing goes and it takes ages to spell it out. And sometimes they get the spelling wrong because they're also fucking idiots. That's so. So that was, in fact, Lauren Burbot, Miss Arseflaps herself. Burbot. 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 All right. Uh, I think you might get this, Joe. I think you might be <laughs> you know, a proud new owner of a brand new jet ski. I want it. I, I want this price. This Shoot to kill anyone who tries to inject children under the age of 19 years old with coronavirus 19 vaccines slash bioweapons or any other vaccines, for that matter. This order is effective immediately. So it's an mm. order. It's not, you know, just a, you know, I'm thinking you should do this. It's a fucking order. Yeah. Get out there and start shooting anyway. And I think it's coming from the Queen, but let's go. Let's go. All right. Was it shifting his hanging policy to long firearms for economic reasons, Ricky Bozzy? <laughs> yeah, you've got to get your cost down. Yeah. Was it currently engaged in fervent pro-Putin conversations while dodging kettle, kettles full of boiling water down at cell block H? 
HM Silverwater, Simeon Boykoff. Ooh. Ooh. Watch those, watch those, what's that boiling water? It'll take a couple of layers of skin off. Or was it off with their heads and then put them back on again for a shooting? Queen Romana, the first of Canada. And now the world? Oh, really? Fuck, she's moved up and world. She's That's moved good. up. She's, yeah. she's queen of the world now. Oh, or good. was it diphtheria? That sounds like diarrhoea. So why should I want to be vaccinated for that? Shit talker, the human thumb, Tommy Barnett. It's got to be Queen Didge. Well, John Charles, yes. you've, won, you've won the jet ski. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you'll be able to go and rescue people that only the ones you like. Only the ones you like. Not the ones that, yeah. And, or, or the ones you like. And or the ones you can make a quit out of. Yes, um, or, or politically agree with. That is my main yeah. thing. I'm just going to say, what is your stance on you, privatising um, ports? Did yeah? Did did you did you vote for Scott Morrison? Do you believe in agrarian socialism? And if so, to what degree do you feel like the collective should take control of the means of production? You know, off you go if they give the wrong answer. Get the fuck out of my jet ski, you bloody. Capitalist pig dog. Well done, Joe. It's your first win for a long time. Well done. You were ably assisted there by uh, James and doing a bit of cheating yourself. Um, but uh, you've done it. You've got three from three. It's the first time in months. Yeah, it's been it's been so long. It's been so long. I feel like I should be celebrating more, but I'm just gonna have another beer. We fired you. We sacked you. We dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal. You're a traitor. And you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you. That's what I'll go with. All hail Queen Romana Duduo. And every time I say that, Joel... I feel like saying dildo. Yeah. Should I? Should I just re- replace her name with dildo? Romana dildo. I like saying digilo. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but that's my Australian. Didulo, digilo, digilo, dildo, dildo, dildo. She's not just queen of Canada. She's now the queen of the world. About time. I missed the coronation, but it's happened, and not before time, Joe. That's right. Well, our budget would have been huge. Man, she's doing lots of helping. Now that she's queen of the world, she's helping by travelling around Canada in a crowd-funded Winnebago (laughs) spreading good news. Not all good news. It turns out she is a bit of a vengeful queen from time to time, calling for hangings from military helicopters, Mm. exotic hangings. It's very expensive. Not just asphyxiation by rope, but with the hangar being held over an active volcano or dropped into a commercial crocodile farm. Is the commercial crocodile farm thing a joke that you made up, or is that actually what she said? That's what she actually recommended. Fuck me. That is well, great. Well, it's better. It's better. It's much more colourful and, and quite imaginative compared to boring old Ricky Bozzy who wants to just lynch people. Yeah, she wants to take them out. At least it gets them out in the fresh air. Yes. They, they see something cool before they die. To an active volcano or dropped into a commercial crocodile farm. She made the point of saying it has to be commercial. You can't just have, you know, a crocodile farm that doesn't make money. If it's a cooperative, um, it's no good. <laughs> that's right. It's, uh, if I would save that crocodile farm on a jet ski, it's no good. But if I'd throw it back in the lake. For those who don't know, Her Majesty Romana Dildo is a conspiracy influencer based in Victoria, British Columbia. Beautiful part of the world, by the way. Mm. It's a pity she soils it. Uh, and she's proclaimed as she has proclaimed herself in the past, Queen of Canada, yes, Commander-in-Chief, okay. Head of State and Government, and President and National Indigenous Chief of the Kingdom of Canada. She absolutely loves titles. That is one thing that I, I know about Romana. She loves titles. She's 
It's not indigenous. She's from, and, and that's, I think, people make the mistake. She's from the Philippines. Yeah, originally. and she does look a bit Inuit, and she that kind of yeah. gets her she away does. with it. It's sort of caught me a few times a while back, but yeah, she, she ain't. And that's what I thought, oh, I'm going to be easy, but nope. We're nah. not going to go easy today. No. Nah. Uh, Romana, the first main audience of anti-vaxxers, QAnon cultists, and Sovsets, our friends. Yeah, it's a trifecta. And freedom, 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 on, uh, freedom on the land movement. Yes. And she tells them she has supernatural abilities. Yep. She claims she c- can become invisible by cloaking herself. Okay. Uh, this power is not unusual for beings of her race. Oh, Okay. Because she's not of this earth. She ah. is a member of a highly advanced alien race, an Arcturian, an alien being with special celestial powers. For a second, I thought Filipinos were just able to cloak, which I thought was great. <laughs> Sick. I think uh, I think the cloaking might come might have come from uh, come, might have comes directly from the set of Harry Potter, Joel, because yes. that's where it that's where I last saw it. Anyway. Her Majesty's speeches are filled with fantastical stories, including how she became the reigning monarch of Canada. She claims the Chinese military had clandestinely invaded secret underground tunnels that crisscrossed Canada. Of course. With great difficulty, she commanded her forces and cleared the tunnels of the Chinese communists. Damn you, China! (laughs) We would have got away with it too if it wasn't for that ambiguously racial Queen of Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She also claims to have access to the billions of dollars stored at the Vatican. Just yep. can just pop in there and just say, give just, us a couple yeah. of bill. Just give us a reasons. couple of bill right yeah. now. I've got a wheelbarrow, fill it up. Yeah, just, just yeah. Cool. She claims to be a shapeshifter who can assume any physical appearance she chooses, which would be handy, be hellishly yes. handy. The US Commander-in-Chief she says, has assigned Her Majesty to end the war in Ukraine by acting as the mediator between the United States nice. and Russia. She claimed recently that Russian President Vladimir Putin, of a course. close friend, had personally gifted her an autographed watch. Had what, he, he signed the watch? He had, had he signed a watch. But then you got to... You could have really scrimped that It's in. like when they, they, they write on the, the thing of rice. It's just a tiny little... Put. That's so fucking dumb. Anyway, so... Look, the, the good news is peace yeah. on earth. Oh, that's good. You know, goodwill to all, man. And and what harm could a mentally ill old Sheila do? This is a precursor to something bad, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Well, yeah, because it is yeah. quite a Here lot of harm. Because most recently she has decreed, and queens do oh. that, Joel, they don't just say stuff, they issue decrees. Her Majesty Romana I has decreed that in Canada all utilities are free Taxes are optional. Oh, I'll opt in, please. And all debts have been wiped clean. Oh, that's pretty good. This is Nasara Gassar on steroids. She wrote on one of her group's Telegram channels, the more who do it, the quicker we can be free of enslavement. Those still living in fear are making it hard to get out. Don't be afraid because we're in this together. Are we, though? In response, some followers have stopped paying their bills, have had their utilities shut off and lost their homes. Everything is free, though. Hooray! Yeah. Well, overall, Joel, and this might come as a bit of a surprise to you and our listeners, things have not gone all that well since that decree. Not for her followers who listen to her anyway. A few telegram messages show one or two problems arising from the everything is free, a gift from the queen of the world, Romana. Mm -hmm. And here's some of her, here's some of her followers saying, Dear Queen Romana, when will the service company stop shutting off our services for non-payment? 
I just had my water supply shut off today in Stratford, Ontario. That's very sad. It's summer in Canada and they're having a bit of a hot one too. Here's another one. Queen Romana, please, what do I say to the city of Red Deer trying to shut off my water on Monday? Don't the water companies, banks, electricity companies, etc., know who they're dealing with, Joe? Are they going to get shot or hung from a helicopter? I mean, here's another one, Joel. I stopped paying my power and hydro bills when directed by QR, Queen Romana, and last month they shut off my utilities. I've been without power during some of the hottest days I've ever felt. Oh my God. To add to the stress, my oldest cat passed away yesterday, and I suspect it was due to the heat. Oh my God. I don't know what more to do. I can't keep waiting. I need power. I've been charging my phone and using the Wi-Fi at the nearby McDonald's in the meantime. Jesus. I know. She Ramana. killed a cat. <laughs> Motherfucker. Queen Ramona, I'm just going to come out and say, you've killed this woman's cat. You're a piece of shit. But, Joel, don't the water companies, banks, electricity companies, etc., know who they're dealing with? No, Don't they know not. that with a flourish of her left hand, Her Majesty can make anyone's creditors disappear? But she can't right now because she's negotiating with Vladimir Putin. It's not as if the man can just turn up and arrest her. She can shapeshift or throw on her invisibility cloak, which she probably got from a set of Harry Potter, and disappear. You know? If she's lucky. She just throws that cloak on and goes, where's she gone? Where's she gone? <laughs> That's what you do with children. They throw a cloak on and you go, oh, my God, where'd she go? Where'd she go? And the kid's like, Haha, I'm invisible. And you're like... Oh, my God, the invisibility, it's profound. Like, it's this is child like, stuff. It's just like the queen of the world can't get no respect. No, no, it's not Pop fair. Pop her up on a throne and I'll stop paying my power bills right now. If you need me, I'll be living in a Winnebago without, without power down, down by the river. river. Very good. I, I still haven't worked it out yet. And if you haven't worked it out, keep asking the question. And keep looking for the answers, because it's irrelevant. Stuart Gordon Peters was born in 1980 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. His parents later divorced and his mother moved to Minnesota, where he would call home while periodically visiting his father in Wisconsin as a teenager. He's married with three kids and he spent about 20 years as a bounty hunter chasing people on bail. You know, like Dylan Didge Wilson, for example. Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd, grab, he'd grab Didge, wouldn't he? Oh, he'd <laughs> not down. Just go to court. Just go to fucking yeah, court. Go to court, dude. What's Come wrong on, with man. you? Just go to court. His true passion was in his rap career. And career was a bit of a stretch, but in the true yeah. Stu Peters way, we're just going to call that in a mix of optimism and dishonesty and hope that somehow that just somehow, you know, makes it true. He's led an interesting life, Stu Peters, but he has yeah. desperately tried to make sure it was interesting. And that no. included a lot of bullshitting, whether it's impersonating a police officer to catch a crook lying about your credentials to open doors or just delusions of grandeur about your talent. Stu has done it all to amplify himself to being larger than life. He really is the American dream in action. A fucking phony who will do anything for attention. Oh yeah, complete phony. It makes so much sense that a person like him would wind up being a talking head in the conspiracy universe. It's a perfect, perfect fit. Mm. And while 
Peters is considered generally to be a slightly more reasonable and coherent version of Alex Jones. He is easily even funnier than the big man himself and fucking way more cooked. Yeah, Alex- it's not a good benchmark though, is it? You know, it's a little bit better no. than Alex Jones. Just a yeah. little bit better than Alex Jones. When you're being compared to Alex Jones, something has gone wrong and you need to reevaluate your shit. Yeah. Because like Alex Jones is considered incoherent due to his emotional style presenting. You know, the yelling, the absurd claims, the more yelling, the yeah, gay frogs. Yelling. What Jones does is this sort of theatre of the absurd, but what Peters does is intentionally spread disinformation for the sake of a career. It's very intentional. Peters pushes some incredibly stupid theories. The stank venom in the water thing, that was actually him. He platforms some of the most bizarre theorists and does it with this completely straight face. We're going to come back to this a lot because this is everything about Stu Peters. He's completely straight face. And this just gives him just enough credibility for idiots to see him as a source of news, not the sort of sensationalist con man that he is. He doesn't scream like Jones does. He doesn't make theatre. He nods, he shakes his head, expresses this kind of astonishment for things that are complete horseshit, but it's catnip for idiots. So let's have a little look at the 20 years before he came, as Soz would say, Alex Jones from Wish, because that's exactly what he is. <laughs> and Peters, like most conspiracy content makers, has a history of being a show pony. Wikipedia claims that he initially thought he would become a police officer or an entertainer, and he almost became both. It reminds me a little of, of our man down in Melbourne, Nathan Glover, the yes. concreter in entertainer. Does, does Stu have any sort of background in concreting? No, no, but they are both trying entertainers. Concreter, cabaret entertainer. I love the concrete entertainer line. That was where one is, of the best where things. Is, where is the glove? I suppose he's doing a bit of time. <laughs> I don't think he's doing I think he's probably pulled his fucking head in, to be fair. One of many uh, influences in the conspiracy movement that decided, you know what? Maybe this isn't worth it. Stuart took classes in law enforcement, whatever the fuck that even means, and then yeah. got into bounty hunting after meeting someone in the business. I mean, that's what Wikipedia says, and I looked, it was in an article. He then, of course, used this to make content in an attempt to become a reality TV star, posting footage of arrests on YouTube, you know, finding fugitives, throwing them on the ground, calling them dirtbags. His channel has, though, since been suspended for violating community guidelines. So it's not just disinformation that gets him done, being a fucking asshole bounty hunter that <laughs> shamelessly posts people regardless of privacy. Well, yeah, that's not, that's not good. So Peters, he's almost a police officer. He's almost an entertainer. Yep. But credit where credit's there. due, it looks like people actually paid to watch him rap or at least MC events. Wow. Enter Focus. <laughs> that Which was his rap name. Fuck up. F O K I double S. That's yeah. it. Focus. 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 It's like, and this is like, you know, basically, this is him talking about himself in the third person in a press release on this Minnesota nightclub website that he did MC work for. Where others bristle at the term rapper Focus, Stuart Peters to his family and you, has based his worldview around embracing his. In a weirdo. Mm-hmm. The MC has channeled a lifetime's worth of social observation, <laughs> personal angst, and joyous celebration into Focus on Music, his debut album that shows an artist unafraid to take chances and welcome risk. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's this combination of confidence and individuality that's allowed Focus to endure and thrive where others have failed. Yes, but he failed. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't remember. I don't remember anyone sort of running to the record store to, to buy Focus on music. No, Have you got Focus in music in stock, mate. No, it's not great. So yeah, he failed. So he failed. He did fail. 
As a teenager shuttling between his mother's house near Minneapolis and his father's place in Wisconsin, the fledgling artist would constantly write in his journal while listening to rap heroes such as Biggie, Redman and Outkast. Yeah, this has that whole sort of like Eminem sort of vibe where it's like, oh, I'm just like an aspiring rapper writing in my notebook. I mean, <laughs> which shut is, the fuck up. Which is just, it, it actually just means you're a dead shit. You know, oh, yeah, you know? 100%. And Focus also had a Twitter account, and this is his first tweet that he did on December 23rd, 2010. Drumroll. Focus is officially on Twitter. Details of the big show coming up today or tomorrow. Contracts being signed now. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Stay tuned. (laughs) That's what I was thinking as well. I'm so glad you picked up on that. I'm like, what? No, they're not. (laughs) So here's the second one from the next day. Just paid, P-A-Y-E-D, idiot. $111 to please myself in a cup at University of Minnesota Hospital. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then his next one. It's TMI really, isn't it? Waiting for sandwich delivery. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, people will just be leaping on your timeline just to grab, just grab hold of some of that gear. Well, you see, unfortunately, no, because it took him 18 months and about 200 (laughs) tweets to get even a reaction. Sandwich delivery, and he's just masturbated into a cup. I mean, look, no one cares. Not even a like, not even a retweet. It was, (laughs) it's actually weird how little traction he got. It's not. (laughs) But like nothing at all, like Maybe there's like an old issue with Twitter, but like you scroll up and it takes so long to get to the point where one person just retweeted him. Didn't even like it. Just retweeted him. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Have a look at this idiot. Bizarre. But like, it's mostly just bullshit hustle posting, vague motivational platitudes alongside mostly ignored song releases. But he does affirm his love for God in this tweet here. It's a great, and that great is capitalised, morning to celebrate celebrate your relationship with hashtag God. Isn't it just? Isn't it yeah, just? And not just God. Hashtag God. But his relationship with God is actually a little bit ambiguous. Until he gets to this whole Alex Jones and wish phase, eh, he's not necessarily on board with the old JC and the Bible. Mm. And this is something that's actually brought up in the song Red Pill, where he sort of plants the seeds of the future because, you know, Red Pill, like, you know, yeah. Blue Pill, Red Pill... It's a very Limp Bizkit track. Let's listen to a little bit of clip of it because, I mean... We not too to, much, not too much. Not, not much, no. I said, give me that red pill corner shit. Real still, listen up. I am showing a fit. I am deep in a rabbit hole. You're on a sick. This real life shit. I ain't showing a flick. I ain't dressing up like you and going to work. I am deep in Wonderland going berserk. I am in the real world. No jacket and ties. No editorials. No government lies. A girl in a red dress giving me fits. So he claims in this that the Bible was man-made and then something about it's carbonated wine, but you carbonated told me wine. it's champagne. Mm, fresh wine. Fresh wine. Like, Carbonate that wine. What? Like that? There's not a thing. Sparkling wine. Sparkling, Sparkling wine, Stuart. Yeah. It's not carbonated. No. No, it's not. You don't put it through like a fucking post mix, idiot. <laughs> Fuck. So he doesn't want no government lies. Yeah. I mean, he's not built for the nine to five. No. He won't live in a matrix, something, something rabbit hole. It's that sort of like, you know, oh, I'm a philosopher. I'm 12 years old. I've got an internet connection. <laughs> it is 12-year-old philosophy. He's a fucking moron. But it ends with, give me that red pill. 
Uh, all right, cool. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess you took it because yeah. now you think that fucking alligators speak to you, whatever if, the fuck you said. If this only week. it was cyanide. Anyway. Oh, if only. Uh, so, you know, while rap metal is a trash genre, I fucking hate Limp Biscuit. This isn't that bad by that measure. But it looks like Peter's was at least slightly pilled before it was cool. When I was pilled, when, you know, yeah. like yeah. in the good old days. Because this song was posted 10 years ago when I was thoroughly pilled. And while Focus was never a success as such, he wasn't a complete failure either. And despite his prophetic song, I Never Made It, which insisted <laughs> that he would be a failure in the end, and, well, bang on the money there, Stewie, he also went through to the second round in the Rockzilla magazine's Battle of the Bands. I mean, that's all right, I guess. You know, he didn't yeah. get knocked out in the first one. Yeah, it's not, it's not, you're not taking us straight to the pool room, though, are you, really? No, not really. He's Royal not going to go on America's Got Talent. Battle of the Rounds. I made it to the second Battle of the Bands. I made it to the second round. It's not. Well, it's not. A, f- it's not a life achievement. To be fair, he did write a whole bunch of press releases on it and really flaunted it. It was like a massive mm. achievement for him. Yeah, I can imagine. And the thing with him, like, so he raps about money. Rappers love money, blah blah blah. But it might not be entirely wrong because the thing is, his bounty hunting business and the bail bonds business appeared to be doing quite well. And Stu's bail bonds—that was his bail bonds business was sponsoring the prestigious Minnesota local radio station KDWB-FM's Booty Cruise 2013, <laughs> which featured stars of the station Dave Ryan and Gary Spivy. I don't know who the fuck they are. Whoa. And also, and this is actually in the sentence on the event thing, the staff from Stu's Bail Bonds. So they're apparently equal footing on like the the headliners of the, of booty the show. Cruise, booty Cruise 2013. I mean, but look, it, when you think about it, it's like I saw that as being like a draw card thing. Like, okay, so you've got these radio stars, local radio guys, people want to meet them, but then Stu's Bail Bonds, what, why would you want to meet them? And then I realized <laughs> who would actually be going to the event, and I'm like, oh, you guys have a future together because it's a Bail Bonds organization, and you're a yeah. bunch of insane low-rent individuals. So the cruise also featured male exotic dancers. So that's the booty part. Oh, okay. So this is a booze cruise for the horny drunk women, male strippers, and the staff of Stu's Bail Bonds. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Trying to pick up there. I yeah. just, I fucking love this guy. So whether Focus is dead or not is yet to be seen. I mean, he hasn't deleted the Twitter and SoundCloud accounts. There's still content up there. And these days, with his heightened profile, people might actually show up to shows. But that being said, the ultra far right conspiracy universe these days, the Trumpian MAGA types, are not well known for their enjoyment of rap yeah. music because it's a little bit, you know, urban. Well, yes and no. I do huh? remember seeing a clip, Joel, where uh, Mara Lago, Vanilla Ice played. Ooh. And the dance floor was jumping. Okay. With just rich Maybe I'm wrong. white. Trumpers um, <laughs> bouncing around the floor while vanilla ice played for probably about five hundred bucks and tips. All their cocaine baggies are popping out of their fucking yeah, pockets. yeah, all of that. <laughs> so it's not about just rap. It's kind of yeah. I think you got that right. He's a little bit urban for the most part. Uh, yeah, and there's no be- there's no decent white rapper with the exception of Eminem. That's what we know. <laughs> and you need to also have vanilla in the title of your name to make sure that everyone knows you're- that you're not being too urban. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, you are. And what I'm trying to say here is that the right wing are racist. 
pick up on yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. So they're they're, they're not having Snoop Dogg. Snoop, no. Snoop Dogg's not not playing. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just in case it was too subtle for you when I said the word urban over and over again <laughs> in a winky, winky tone of voice. So Stewie's relationship with the truth has been strained for some time. In 2000, he auditioned for a film directed by Tyrell Ventura, Ooh. who is the son of then Minnesota Governor Jesse, Jesse the, the Body Ventura. Body. Yeah. Yeah. Your mate, a former wrestler who cracked into politics yeah. with some very he won one gubernatorial election in uh, Minnesota. He was a bit of a yeah. He was a bit of a sort of pre-Trump Trumper. Well, I mean, like the thing is, he was a pre-Trump Trumper, but he was also like a bit of like a nine eleven truther, a bit of a conspiracy yeah. theorist, but in a kind of way that appealed to me because it was more of that, like you know, looking for the truth, the fucking military industrial complex, evil, blah, blah blah, as opposed to this, which is basically like rich people are great. Make America great again. Fucking moron. <laughs> but this is the thing. Like, you know, like when I saw Jesse Ventura, it reminded me, I used to kind of, you know, I used to check this guy's shit out. Oh, I loved his wrestling. I did enjoy his wrestling stick. I mean, he, he, he wasn't a great governor, it must be said. But it's a, it's a, we're talking about the Midwest, and it's the same place where Peters has come from. And so we, we tend to have this quite conservative kind of family value stuff running through the place. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, truth, honesty, and and just hard work will get you there, which is kind of all collapsed because, you know, large tracts of the Midwest are now sort of, you know, rust belts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, for me, I just like the fact that he thought that 9-11 was an inside job and, well, so did I. So that was good. Yeah, yeah it's not something to be, you know, all that proud of, job. Yeah, <laughs> Peter's landed a lead role in the film and wanting to impress Ventura, that's Tyrrell, lied about his connections in Hollywood <laughs> Which he didn't have it. He just didn't have no. it. He just he, he he lied that he had them, yeah. and claimed his brother was a teen heartthrob who starred in a popular 1990s sitcom, which is actually an incredibly weird flex. It's mm-hmm. a complicated lie to tell, isn't it? What is it? What does it even mean? Oh, my brother was in, in a, a sitcom. 1990s sitcom, but he would have named it and said, "Look, teenagers thought he was hot." That's him on the and you go that guy, that guy. Yeah, that's my brother. Yeah. And of course, yeah. it's not. He's got a stage name. He's got a stage name. Yeah, that's right. Now, Tyrrell believed that Peters had flown in from Los Angeles when uh, he is, in fact, from Minnesota himself. And Which means he had somewhere him. to stay. Yeah. And Tyrrell invited him to stay at the governor's residence during filming. Ooh, nice yeah. decks. He lived in a guest room for several weeks until the state troopers that provided security for the governor realised he was an imposter and evicted him. Oh, poor Stu. Aww. And Peters has some conflicting feelings about the incident. He told the Star Tribune in February 2019 that it was a mistake because I lied and that's not the person I am. But it it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) But in 2002, he told the Star Tribune, the same publication... It was a wonderful experience. If you sneak your way in there, I would recommend it. They had great food. It happened. I would do it again. So, you know, which one is it? Stewie, but Ventura's son, Tyrell, he simply said, he conned me. What can I say? Oh, (laughs) Stew. I mean, look, what can you do? He also, apparently, Stew, apparently on a dare, convinced some local TV stations that he had been signed by the NHL, the National Hockey League. That's ice hockey to to Australians as a free agent. You know, normal stuff where you lie to get get attention. Just lies. And... Peters was also in the habit of impersonating police officers, which wasn't actually illegal in Minnesota, 
until Peters was mistaken for a cop or at least publicly recorded as such. And he's out there wearing tactical gear. He's brandishing these badges. Like, what the fuck? You don't need a badge to be a bounty hunter. He must have them made up. Like, what did he give Theresa Van Leash out a fucking call? (laughs) And he's driving in these police-style cars. And this basically saw him just walking straight into convenience stores to get surveillance footage to find people, other restricted information, because Uh, people just thought he was a cop. Yeah. He didn't say he was a cop. But he looked like a cop, and he, he yeah, looked like a cop out of the womb. That's enough to impersonate a public officer. I can't believe in Minnesota this was legal. It totally was. In Florida, he actually got done for it, and I think he just didn't realize that the laws were different there. Oh, my God, federalism. Tell me more about these different states. Yeah, I knew he got, I knew he got done for it later in 2015 because of Peter's conduct. Uh, the state of Minnesota made this a misdemeanor. Yep. The police were concerned that people were mistaking him for a police officer with the county sheriff. Uh, Scott McNerlin saying of Peters, anybody would think this guy's a cop. He's very much crowding or blurring the line with impersonating. McNerlin said his concerns came from watching Stu's videos on YouTube. Once again, making evidence. Like these people film themselves doing yeah. things that are so clearly wrong and it just ends hey, up being yeah, evidence hey, against everybody. them. Hey, everybody on YouTube, watch me commit a felony. It's very funny. And like I said, look, if you look at his videos, and most of them deleted, but some of them still remain on other channels, you can find them. He has got this full-on cop vest with this comically large badge. And like <laughs> like I say, it's probably something he got from Teresa Van Lisha because, I mean, this is not a cop badge, but oh, it th- looks like a two, cop badge. Those two belong together, don't they? Don't they just? Don't they fucking just? Oh, God, don't wish that because it will come through. <laughs> so Peters was annoyed by the passing of the law, which is widely attributed to him personally saying this. <laughs> if the concern is that everyday, that the everyday Joe is going to mistake one of our squad cars as a law enforcement vehicle, my question is, so what? In adding, in today's climate of law enforcement, there are two sides. The good guys and the bad guys, we're the good guys. Yeah. No, you're not, Stu. Yeah. You're a fucking crook. Yeah, you're an absolute crook. I mean, like, it's just disgusting. And, like, one of the things, a bit of a side note, is that when you're in law school, you go through all these cases. You've got these tort and criminal cases where it's someone versus the crown or someone versus each other, and you always think, fuck, I would hate to be that guy who's being taught in law school as being the fuckwit who got busted by the cops and then made a <laughs> dick of himself in the courtroom. And this is exactly this. Drew Peters is this total show pony who managed to change laws by being such a fuckwit. I think that's really funny. But look, the good guys versus bad guys idea, this is something you guys have heard a million times before. It gets played out very properly in the later stuff as a conspiracy theorist because it's yeah. always a good versus evil bullshit. It's a staple of QAnon people saving the kids from Hillary Clinton because kids are so pure and wonderful and Hillary Clinton's evil and her face is removable and she's a reptile. But this is the thing. Truth doesn't really matter as long as you're on side of the righteous. Good versus evil. Truth? Nah. Casualty nah. of war. So while Peter spent most of his time chasing fugitives as a bounty hunter, he's also had some seriously disturbing brushes with the law. Yes, and I want to thank again, I think it was um, Boutique Conspiracy Theorist. So that's the uh, hashtag uh, for, um, well, not hashtag, but the uh, the, uh, the The Twitter Twitter handle. Twitter handle uh, for, for sending me some uh, some photos of Stu uh, um, uh, from his mugshots, you know, after he'd been arrested by actual police. Yes, when he was pissed as fuck. Here's an, an excerpt from a Daily Beast article by Will Summer that describes a domestic violence incident between Peters and his wife. Around 1am on February 19, 2021, Peters' wife called the police in Red Wing, Minnesota, claiming Peters was in a drunken rage after getting home from his bowling league. In an angry scramble to find his phone, 
according to an account from Peter's wife, recorded in a police report, he had allegedly started to berate her and throw in household items, including boots and pillows at her. He's drunk and confused. Arriving on the scene, police officers found Peters, who had who appeared to be intoxicated. Mm-hmm. His wife showed officers video she had recorded of her husband yelling at her and throwing objects at her, according to the report. Oh, it sounds like Avi Yemeni. Asked whether she was concerned Peters would attack her, she said, that's the reason that I had to call you guys, and nodded yes, according to the report. Jesus. His wife told officers that her husband regularly became belligerently drunk, saying incidents like the one that night that night were, in the words of one officer on the scene, happening too frequently. Mm -hmm. According to the report, his wife said she would normally lay low and wait until Peters passed out, saying she was afraid to call the police. She told police that on a recent trip to Florida, Peters had grown furious because he couldn't find his wallet, taking her own wallet and identification and making her feel trapped. I don't know what he's capable of doing when he's drinking, she said, according to the report. So this is a perfect person to charge with the responsibility of hunting down criminals and issuing (laughs) bail bonds. Yeah. I mean... A a, a drunken wife abuser, domestic violence abuser. I believe they call it fit and proper person, Jack. Yeah. That's the proper terminology for that. But you can see this, you know, drunk, can't find things, goes nuts. Yeah, and just violently fucking lashes out at anyone around him, including his loved ones. Mm. Good. So let's start off with Peter's career as a bounty hunter. It was with the Twin Cities Apprehension Team. It's a great acronym, TCAT. I mean, that works, right? right? He also works as a dog handler, and I hate to think what those dogs were doing. Basically just saying, sick and Rex and having some fucking German shepherd eating the ass out of some poor method. Maybe it was Who's- Dog the Bounty Hunter job. Yes, yes. Well, that actually comes up in a lot of his references to reality TV as to who he wishes he was because he is a reality TV wannabe who filmed a lot of these uh, interactions trying to get famous. Based on the dog show. (laughs) Failing miserably because he's a fucking idiot. In Minnesota, bounty hunters are largely and unsurprisingly unregulated. I mean, Mm. to a degree that is fucking chilling. So he also later opened Stu's Bail Bonds, and this is great, I love this, but he made the company name that it traded under Focus LLC. Limited Liability Corporation. I just think it's gorgeous. He's, he hasn't quite given up on the rap dream. He's still Focus. He's still Focus. He's still Focus. <clears throat> For all intents and purposes, Stewie's career as a bounty hunter was effective and successful. I mean, the guy was actually good at it. He had around six people working for him at you know, sort of various points. He had a success rate that's pretty close to 100%. He said 100%. I'm going to say close to 100% because I don't fucking believe him. On face value, it seems that one of the reasons Stu was so effective is because, and this is a superpower, being able to lie with a straight face. <laughs> he was clearly impersonating police and quite likely completely bullshitting people to get information out of them. But this gets results. And getting results is actually what really matters, especially in right-wing America. I mean, you're only as good as the fucking, you know, the notches you get on the on the on the wall. Like, I mean, that's that's how this country works. So Tika had a Twitter account, well has a Twitter account, that goes from pushing his business as a bounty hunter toward pushing his profile as this talking head later in the piece. The tweets about Stu in the third person, which I really get off on because you absolutely know he wrote them, buying in this sort of hype of this, you know, like spreading the word to 1,100 followers because any way you can market yourself is profound. But it's mostly when it goes backwards before his whole tilt toward being a talking head, generic back the blue stuff with post celebrating capture of a fugitive as a bit of a business thing. Someone bought a cop at lunch and he posted it. Who gives a fuck? But most tweets were lucky to get a like. The business itself, though, 
to be fair, was successful. They did what they said they'd do on the box, which is capture criminals on the run from court dates. He would, as we said before, he would catch Ditch would Wilson catch in catch about Ditch. eight fucking hours. I mean, he's a comman, he's a liar, but he is effective. A bounty hunting is a dangerous game, though, and on May 30, 2017, a pair of bounty hunters enlisted by TCAT to catch a fugitive across state lines were involved in a fatal shootout, shootout which left the two agents and the fugitive dead. Yeah, mm. Raymond Hutchinson was wanted after missing a court date for a DUI arrest, assault police, and cocaine possession. It's minor which, league stuff for now all three are dead. But anyway. It's not, yeah, it's not big stuff. And that was what was quite striking about this story because TCAT used a tracking device on his girlfriend's car to find him because they figured that she'd go to him. And they turned up in a car yard in Texas. So what happened was they approached these Texas bounty hunters. Gabriel Bernal and Fidel Garcia Jr., who then went to the car yard for a confrontation. On approach, Hutchinson pulled out a gun and just straight up opened fire on them. Now, I don't know how this played out, but he killed them both and he got himself killed in the process. It would have been Hollywood-level shit. No one else was injured, thank Christ, because, I mean, this was in public. So Peters continued his role as head of TCAT, operating Stu's bail bonds on the side, but the incident made the news and it dented Peters' reputation as being effective and cast this shadow of recklessness over his operations. And I've seen a lot of comments in public saying that this is the right reputation for him. He's a reckless person who can't follow the rules and he's basically that asshole maverick in Top Gun who no one should respect or like or idolize. He was the bad guy. Iceman was the good guy. I maintain that until this day. And that's enough about the wannabe cop and YouTuber phase because this is when Stu enters the thing you've all been waiting for, the cook conspiracy theorist phase. Yeah, that was the trigger. Three people had to die. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, he interned at Clear Channel Radio in 1998 at radio station KEW. Okay, sorry, KDWB right, of Bernie right. Cruz fame in his hometown of Minnesota, but focused on his rapping career instead of pivoting toward radio. Bad yeah. choice, bad choice. It just, yeah, he, he had faith in himself and he still has faith now. He eventually moved into radio space, starting with Patriotically Correct, a fairly generic go. right-wing radio show that he co-hosted with fellow bounty hunter Richard Leonard. He was a war vet, blah, blah, blah. This started in August 2020. The episodes are the usual back-the-blue bullshit with less about the sort of vaccine nanobots and the sensationalist nonsense and more about the Bible, championing police brutality, and smoking meats. Oh, yeah, this would have gone over well. He did this until around 2020 where he found his true calling as a full-blown bullshit artist and disinformation pundit. Smoking meats and whinging about criminals on welfare is dime a dozen shit. Yeah. Yep. Doing that, he would make conditional release program Patreon level money. Fuck that. Fuck he had that. to move on to the good stuff, proper fringe conspiracy content. Those people will buy anything. And they did. That's the thing. You guys don't buy fucking anything. I'm going to try and sell you supplements. You'll be all like, oh, you try to grift me. Ah, whinge, whinge. So. Of course, with the ultra right wing conspiracy crowd, he had to ham up the God stuff and play down the rap thing. Like I said, a yeah, bit too urban. Yeah. The rap but thing I mean, was never going to fly. But this fucking dude sponsored a booty cruise as a bail bondsman. That is so sleazy. And now he's like pretending to be this full-blown fundamentalist Christian. But it's like all those fucking fundy Christians. I mean, like the gemstones on HBO. They're all fucking loudmouth scammers. Yeah. But this is the thing. Just like anything he does, he does it so perfectly because he has that deadpan, completely straight face. You, it just sells everything. 
people don't see past it. The bullshit detectors get broken. So he's disowned his rap career. And when it's brought up by detractors that say his lyrics are dirty and unchristian-like, he claims that this was all before he knew Christ. And this little clip here we're going to play slightly contradicts that claim. Second of all, I wasn't a wannabe rapper. I was a rapper with a record deal. And I'm proud of the music that I made. But it's a bit like the stay at the governor's mansion. His answer to any given question will depend on who he's asking and what he stands to benefit at the time. And this is the thing. Stupower's superpower is that he is absolutely shameless. And this is why him and Maria Z, yes, our homegrown talent, get along so fucking well. Because they are both prepared to say the wackiest shit with a straight face, despite her eyebrows, to people who are so overstimulated by conspiracy content that graphene oxide in the vaccine, it's boring now. Now it needs to be self-assembling living organisms made <laughs> yeah, of aluminium, right. carbon, and bromine in the yeah. dam. Yeah, yeah, graphene oxide just not nearly lethal oh, enough. Boring. What, is, what does that even mean? It sounds like a pencil. I mean, like, okay, mm, cool. Yeah. So that's an actual theory that was floated by Absolute Cooked Unit and recent plane injury survivor, Carrie Majay, who on the Stu Peter show basically laid out this insane plan while he sat there and went, oh, that's oh, terrible. That sounds awful. Even mm. Alex Jones wouldn't go that far. This is the thing. He goes into that paradigm of shamelessness that even the most shameless won't. Stu gives the punters what they want, and that's why he's so successful. He pushed the idea of people becoming magnetized by being near vaccinated people, just around vaccinated people. Mm. You probably remember this from a while ago. It was a bit of a passing fad. It came and it went. He sits there with his trademark straight face while this dude in this clip tries to stick coins to himself, which fall off in seconds it's fucking hilarious the dude's sitting there putting coins on himself staring at the camera and they just drop off his head and Stu is there just staring right at him wow and his reaction is gold remember the coins fall off this guy's face almost instantly as he tries to stick them to himself and then Stu goes on to be stunned stunned oh, wow. by fucking what coins dropping <laughs> off some yeah. old gravity guy's face? gravity here's the, here's the clip it's fucking embarrassing Scott has been surrounded by vaccinated family members, and he says that he's noticed an odd development. His body has become magnetic. He sent us photos of his body covered with coins and scissors and magnets and things of all different types of metal. And Scott Taylor joins us now alongside of his wife. Before being around people who had been injected with this so-called vaccine, you, of course, were not magnetic. No. And now you're able to stick. I know. I assume I wasn't. I never tried it but i doubt it very much yeah and i don't know any reason why anybody would try that but we're seeing this phenomenon all over the place it's being discounted as a conspiracy theory do you have i mean i know this sounds really weird but do you have anything there that you can stick to yourself now there's going to be a lot of people who say well that's just not true this is we've seen this and it's been discounted as weird conspiracy lies discredited by the media clearly mm -hmm. this is absolutely going on this is the first time that i've actually seen it live in front of me like this and so i guess i'm a little bit i'm a little bit taken aback and i i'm really sorry i mean this is it's got to be very concerning and very difficult to deal with and they're american coins they're not fucking magnetic anyway 
They, they are just and only barely sticking to this guy's greasy face. <laughs> and Peter's acting shocked. It's just bizarre. The coins fall off and he can see that, but he just lies straight through it. Yeah. And this is his superpower. Well, it's his, his other superpower. Lying and shameless. Oh, yeah, and also rapping. But his lies are so fucking bold that it just distorts reality. I mean, like, you sort of watch this guy and you're like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah, he, yeah. Maybe, maybe I didn't just watch that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fucking crazy. It's like Ruction when he goes to a protest. Like, uh, these are innocent, peaceful protesters uh, and the police are being violent. You see these like protesters like throwing bottles at cops. You're like, they are being victimized unfairly and this makes no sense. Okay, thanks, Ruction. So Peters mostly lives on places like Rumble and Gab where free speech absolutism goes about as far as it gets. But his show was removed by Spotify and iHeartRadio removed patriotically correct due to their disinformation policies. Aww. And his response was great. It was predictably reasonable. He said this to the Daily Beast. iHeartRadio and Spotify have now shown the world without shame that they are the propaganda arm of the communist, globalist, genocidal machine, hell-bent on the destruction of freedom, Christianity, and truth. Just <laughs> such a martyr. I climbed down off the cross, man. Calm your fucking tits. Fucking just mental. This guy thinks he's actually a hero and i mean every idiot's a hero in their own story we've previously covered the peters produced documentary watch the water in which a former chiropractor turned supplement salesman brian artis convinces the audience that there is a synthetic version of snake venom in the water supply which is being used to turn people into and this is a quote a hybrid of satan now this is this kind of shameless shit that no one else would touch he's all over it it's a very similar Plandemic style thing where it's an interview between Artis and Peters, but less about his dreamy eyes. If you've seen Plandemic, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And while Plandemic made some wild claims, this is next level shit. It is so absurd that it even managed to divide the conspiracy community because it was just so fucking implausible. But yeah. Stuart is not trying to appeal to people with common sense and vague abilities to think critically. He wants the impressionable idiots, the ones who don't ask questions, the walking wallets. And he's getting a decent fucking chunk of that at this point, rather large market. I mean, of course, the way, as we found out in the documentary as such, the way to unsatanize yourself from the snake venom is to buy the anti-V supplement kit That's from Brian Artis himself, Artis Labs. You've got to get that. This is just a compound of some very banal vitamins. I mean, it's certain vitamin C, N-acetyl, L-cysteine, which is NAC, whatever, who cares, and zinc. Oh, he yeah. sells this combination- for 120 bucks, but you could get it for 15 bucks from basically anywhere else. <laughs> and people did, because when people started buying the vitamins separately for less money at local drugstores, Stewie had a bit of a tantrum. This is what he did. For the record, I have zero problem, all in caps, pointing <laughs> people to artistantidote.com. This guy is targeted for assassination by pharma and went all the way, risking everything for humanity. And based on some commenters, people seem like they'd rather buy from freaking Walgreens or something than him. I seriously can't stand some people. Yes, yeah. so it's terrible. You can go and buy the same stuff from Walgreens, right? Pennies on the pound. 15 bucks. Yeah. Or you can go and buy it from Artist Antidote for 120 Where Stu Peters gets a cut. And Stu Peters is angry about that. You, you better believe he's getting Don't you tread on my grift, you motherfuckers. So, yeah, look, I'm going to say right now, he's not being targeted for assassination by farmer. No one, no one, no one gets assassinated. 
No, no one gets assassinated by Big Pharma. It's not happening. But this is the shamelessness. It's just these overpriced vitamins on a false premise, and he's angry at people for not falling for his bullshit. What kind of fucking entitlement complex could you possibly have? So Stu is also moving into the classic QAnon territory with this teaser trailer for a new cheap-ass documentary called The Little Ones. And the synopsis goes like this. From the network that brought you Watch the Water, we've just been through that, the team is now conducting a deep investigation into the dark underworld of child sex trafficking, satanic blood sacrifice, Pizzagate, Adrenochrome, CPS, and Anthony Weiner's laptop. I love that. Bit. These little ones coming soon exclusively to the Stu Peters network. Yep. The video is posted with this pretty clear message with Stu almost trying to sound like a Q-drop. Yeah. Why did Hillary Clinton say she would sacrifice a chicken to Moloch? Good question. Did she do that? I don't know. What's <laughs> Frazzle Drip? What happened to Pizzagate? What is Adrenochrome? Hashtag these little ones. He's just asking questions, but it's exactly the way Q does it. It's so fucking intentional. He's also pivoting toward flat earth, and this is great. He's trying to capture the hearts and minds of the absolute fucking fringe while not completely alienating his base. You can see in the way that he writes this that he's not trying to go all in. So he's trying to sound reasonable in the process of pivoting toward the most unreasonable stance there is. So here is an excellent post on Flat Earth from his Telegram group. I think it's the first time he even mentioned it. So here's the deal on the Flat Earth question. I'm an inquisitive person. I ask a lot of questions. I'm a passionate person. I speak my mind. Amen. I am an alpha male, bit of a drunk, you know, a bit of a drunk wife abuser. I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm an investigator. I look for evidence. Mm -hmm. And since I have recently been considering this conundrum. Flat Earth is a conundrum, apparently. (laughs) I have not seen any evidence to suggest that there's any truth to what NASA or the government has been telling me since birth. Oh, there you go. There's your evidence. I don't believe them. I will not be gaslighted. Gaslit, you fucking, fucking (laughs) semi-fucking illiterate, you functional illiterate fucking shitbag. I will not be gaslighted into just believing a lie or assuming something is truth just because it's repeated relentlessly. If the globe is round, someone is going to have to prove it to me. He wants a free trip. Um, Just like viruses are real, vaccines are safe, and elections are fair. Oh, he's gone there. He's gone the quadrilla there, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, really? he's going for it. And look, I'm just going to say this as a side note, and this is maybe a shameless plug for the Patreon, but if you enjoy listening to Jack get irrationally angry about small grammatical errors, you need to listen to the People's Treaty because it's really funny. He gets very upset, oh, and I almost sense. intentionally now make you read out shit that's got grammatical errors in it just because of how upset you get. I, fucking I will love not it. be gaslighted. <laughs> that's the best. Oh, the things we get. So the comments moron. here were mixed. There was a lot of people calling him a fucking idiot. But Good. this is the thing. He's probably poking in the wrong direction here because he's appealing to the wrong crowd. Flat Earth, as we've talked about earlier yeah. in another episode, it's a hugely anti-Semitic conspiracy theory because they believe it's the Jews that are perpetuating the myth the Earth Correct, is round. Yeah. NASA is run by the Jews. So the Nazis believe that stupid is actually Jewish and controlled opposition. They call him Stu the Jew. Oh, no. So- it's just proof that you can't please everyone. I mean, like, especially yes. in these divisive, divisive yeah, rubbish. It's really going to cut into his anti Semitic market. Oh, Stewie! So, in another shameless attempt to get attention and some kind of victim status, Peter's claimed that he was swatted. Now, he wasn't swatted like a fly, oh. 
This is the practice of calling in a serious crime to the police to make a SWAT team arrive at someone's house. Ooh. Cops are fucking idiots. So they often kill the people inside who just have no idea where there's 20 guys out the front with machine guns and they walk out the front, scratch their nuts and then get shot by machine guns. There's a whole history of this in the Gamergate scene where one random guy got killed as a result of someone getting swatted because some fucking beef on Call of Duty. And a kid that. gave a yeah. random address. It's I remember that. Yeah. Awful. And this is the kind of fucked up 4chan pranks that little sociopaths do to one-up each other. But he's, he's bringing this into the world. Let's, this is what Stu Peter said about it. Uh, my home was just swatted. My children were home and had to witness everything. The person who made the call impersonated me, gave my home address, and claimed that I had a hostage and was going to shoot them. Let me make something very clear. I will not be intimidated. I have the best lawyers and investigators in the county working to subpoena the Minnesota Police Department for the suspect's information who made the call that resulted in a potentially dangerous police-involved situation. You want to know I'm joined for breath? You don't use any comments, you fucking... <laughs> that resulted in a potentially dangerous police-involved situation risking the lives of my kids. Uh, it's that stuff that I give you these quotes for. From what I understand, this is happening to many conservative show hosts in order to have their homes raided their privacy violated and put their lives at risk. From what This is how people get killed and it ends now. We won't stop until this stops. I am pissed. Well, we, we already heard that from your wife. Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. You actually don't know if he's angry or drunk because, I mean, it's two things. That he's he's, quite, he's probably both, yeah. yeah it's it's probably common both. traits of yours, Stewie. So apparently conservative radio hosts are under attack from what Antifa, I mean, fucking come off it. He made all of this up. So I looked. I'd say I, so. Almost certainly, he I didn't be spend forever on this. A false police report, but anyway. I checked the episode where he winches about it. There's no footage. There's no sound. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing. It's just him yeah. speaking to camera. I couldn't find anything, even a photo, nothing. But as I said, you know, we discussed Stuart's relationship with the truth earlier. I mean, it's, anything it's for a good attention, you know, right? It's, 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 like, it's like his first wife. He's it's, it's, he's gone through a divorce. I think he's still with, her. with with the truth. No, well, I believe she was, she'd moved on, um, ah, certainly for a period of time, yeah. Is that true? That escaped my my, my, uh, my research. Mm. Well, you know, uh, I have no idea. So recently, Peters and Maria Z have become buddies, and she's been yes. using the Peters platform, Red Voice Media, to amplify her profile and reach out to the US market yes. in a big way. Maria Z is more than just a set of eyebrows. I'm going to say this right now. She is an absolute hustler and a brilliant liar. She is absolutely from what i've seen the female version of peters the more i get to know them the more i can see they're exactly the fucking same i'm just gonna say right now hopefully minus the rap career because i think she'd suck yeah and hopefully minus the bounty hunting because i don't think she'd be very no nice. we don't do that here we don't do that sort of thing we yeah. don't really do it though Didge does need to be bounty hunted but she says the <laughs> wildest the fucking it. shit with this similarly straight face you know with like the exception of the, the eyebrows going wonky and like, I mean, earlier in time, she used to struggle a little bit with these more insane interviews. She couldn't really hide the fact that she clearly thought these she's people good were insane. At it, yeah. Oh, she's so much better now. So she was sort of nodding along while, like, you know, like pretending like, the, oh, my God, this is the meaning of life. But her eyebrows said the story. They were always crooking up and down like she didn't really believe them. Maybe it's Botox. Maybe it's media training. But she got there. And now she just stares right down the camera while some absolute fucking crank lunatic talks about how planes are spraying vaccines in the form of chemtrails. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's bad. Australia's fallen. Oh, this is shit. And this is where she got her thing. 
she mostly got on board with these completely made up takes on the tyranny in Australia. Australia has fallen, remember? This was yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah. the hashtag. Monica Smith got behind it. They went, you know, she went on Alex Jones about it. That was in the Tinfoil Tales episode as well. We're going to get to that in a second. But this is what she does. She speaks bullshit with a straight face and capitalizes on trends that Americans want to see play out in the narrative. She's a fucking useful idiot, but she's very good at it. So she's there pushing the whole vaccines and nanobots thing. She started to really push this idea of election fraud theories in Australia with that idiot fucking X1 Nation guy and, you know, Ricardo Bosi and whatnot. And this is the thing. If you can do this with a straight face, that's a talent because it's not easy to do when you're live yeah. on air, when you're live streaming. Yeah, so pathological lying is a talent. It know? actually fucking is. And they both have it down to a fine art. So her studio, if you've seen it, it's clearly a bedroom. It has huge mum's house vibes. But Maria <laughs> is absolutely killing it. You can't understate this woman. As explained in graphic detail in the Tim Paul Tales episode, God Bless America, while many people in the movement are seeing a mass drop in influence, she's going up and up and up. And she's going further towards these right-wing trope topics. Yeah, she's broadening her market from, from 20, 26 million people to 310 million. Oh, fuck yeah. And like, God knows. I mean, like America is the world, as I said in, in Tinfoil Tales. Like America is the world. And she now has a door into it. She's That's, doing- uh, Tinfoil Tales, episode three, Charles. Sorry to interrupt you there. But God bless America. Tinfoil Tales, yes. Uh, God bless America. Give it a it's, listen. It is good stuff. It is. Listen to it twice. Get the nuance. But the thing is, she's moving toward these abortion and trans issues, you know, these sort of like hot button bullshit. But what she does is she also just platforms abstract theorists fucking lunatics just people who make shit up and once again those eyebrows aren't moving anymore she's fucking into it yeah so she's managed to become the host of an event called the informed dozen which is a play on the disinformation dozen that was given to 12 disinformation peddlers by the ccdh the center for containing digital hate because these people are bullshit peddlers so yeah. she's now interviewing anti-vax royalty figure Whoa. rfk jr she stepped up Dude, I mean, love her, hate her. Like, you've got to respect that astronomic rise through the ranks. What has she been doing this for, like, a year? And just like Stewie, who's only been doing this for, like, a year and a half, maybe two, her superpower is her shamelessness. They are yeah. the same fucking person. And the ability to lie without any tell. You know, she's don't lost flinch. the tell. Just don't flinch. So she's selling merch, supplements, and she's just following the playbook perfectly. You know, she's going to make a shitload of money. I can't stand her but i almost respect her the moral of the story here is that anything is possible when you lie at some point in his life stewart discovered that lying got him places and never learned a reason to stop he has a strained relationship with the truth and appears to lack the fundamental ability to feel empathy but he gives the punters what they want and that's going to bring him all the success and attention he craves in the conspiracy universe <laughs> Sixty-three post Jack. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. I'm not going to say it's a huge week in Pete Evans. It's not. It's not huge. Okay. Okay. Give me a sec. Let's try this. It's been a huge week in Pete Evans. Huge. Yeah. It just. It doesn't work with the inflection. No. It's. it's no, I'm it lying to myself. I'm not Stu Peters after all. So he's still pumping out podcasts. He did an interview with Dr. Pierre Corey, who the ego behind the Ivermectin debacle. If it wasn't for him, we probably would have never had a Craig Kelly in this country. He would have just been another fucking liberal backbencher doing his thing. 
Yeah, ivermectin, what a drug. So Corey wanted to be the hero and save the world. I mean, once he found this potential cure for COVID because someone put in a Petri dish and it happened to kill it in insane quantities, he put his entire career behind horse paste. This is insane, but he did it. And once Trump has caught hold of this and became this weird opposition defiant sort of thing, his spectacular failure to demonstrate any kind of actual efficacy for ivermectin became more of a political issue than a fucking medical one and he became one of those conspiracy theorist doctors who spend more time talking about bullshit therapies that they sell on the sly than they do with actual patients or anything of any kind of fucking use if they even ever saw them in the first place let's face it when was the last time that guy practiced junk interview pete junk interview i hope it was a while ago he also catches up with his mate alex svetsky the bitcoin guy we talked about him before for an episode called Ups and Downs. You can fucking say that again. Where are the ups, though, Alex? Where are the ups? Yeah, Which features the downs. excellent but sad byline description. You can't indefinitely hold a beach ball underwater. Now, Well, you can. Really. I'm, that's, I'm just going to say, look, I don't know the science behind it. I reckon you probably can. Uh, but I can see the metaphor. But do you know what does tend to go underwater? Ponzi schemes, Alex. Yeah. Ponzi yeah. schemes. That's... Yeah, that's 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 what that's what sink. But Svetsky, just like Corey and Ivermectin, has made Bitcoin his entire life. This is his career. This is raison d'etre. You know, this is this is what he does. And now that Bitcoin is tanked and the whales have made their money, pumped and dumped and fucked all the little guys, he's still there trying to convince people, little people, to put their money into crypto. Please. Just stop it. You've done mm. enough harm already. You mm. fucked enough people. Why is your dick still out of your pants? Put it away, go and get a job. But it's mostly just shit memes. I mean, Pete did a video, which I desperately hope might be funny. It wasn't. Oh, Pete. It was just an ad for his subscription-based Evolve app. He wasn't wearing a shirt, as per usual. I didn't get a boner. Bless me, I tried. I'm just bored. His voice is so annoying. Getting boring, Pete. You got a nice hairline. I don't fucking care, bro. So apparently Joe Rogan is reading a book by RFK Jr. on Dr. Fauci. So we have that to look forward to. Oh, Dude bros are saying how their mind was blown by the latest Joe Rogan dropping truth bombs about Fauci. Oh my God, that guy should totally hang. We should shoot him. <laughs> Sounds great. Titillating. I don't fucking care. No, I just, I don't care, Pete. Yeah, I know that book, by the way, and it's a pile of garbage. So yeah. it's no surprise that Rogan would be reading it. Pure trash. But Rogan's a trash person. Trash goes trash. So Pete also posted a few hot takes on how apparently Australia wants to reintroduce masks. I mean, fuck me, stop the press. People are trying to reduce disease transmission during a pandemic. I still wear masks. Not always, but I do. Fuck Pete. Call the UNHCR because there's a fucking dictatorship coming in at full (laughs) steam. Like, what are you talking about? Pete, the thing is you don't mix with the commoners. If you went to a fucking shopping center, you would see that many people are still wearing masks to avoid transmission, especially in winter. While I don't expect him to give a fuck because uh, Pete lacks the ability to feel empathy on a pathological level, we don't judge him for this. I think that's that's ableist. Yeah. But people are still regularly dying from COVID. Yet we are living with a virus. It definitely feels good to be back to normal. I love music festivals. Oh, less but not everyone is living with the virus because some people are fucking dying with it man look i actually did uh, see pete in the sydney airport actually some years ago it was pre-covid and you know what he was just walking around with the plebs you know you'd gone through the you'd gone through the uh through the through the through the x-ray machines and so forth so no chairman's lounge uh no not the chairman's lounge not and he, you know what he, I, I said god yeah that's pete evans and you know what he was looking scared he was looking scared because he was in amongst the plebs and that at Amazing. any given time someone might get up and goes Hi, are you Pete Evans? Yeah. 
Exactly. He was looking terrified, eyes darting around. Please don't approach me. I mean, let's face it. Whatever he did the night before probably put him in a situation, which I can relate to, that doesn't want to have human contact in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> especially with the general public. So I can, I can, you know, I can sympathize with him. If the pingers were strong and the sleep was short, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Otherwise, you are definitely allergic to the pores and you have a real class he was, issue. He was quietly terrified. But mm. this is the thing, man. Pete, I am so fucking bored of you right yeah, now. I have been covering break. you forever, and you've never been this boring. You were so much funnier before Bitcoin crashed. I swear it scarred you, and you're never going to be the same yeah. again. Yeah, I think you're so. just playing the same shit over and over again. You're a broken fucking record. You're a scratch CD, and you know what that means? I end up saying the same shit over and over again. This fucking segment's about you, dickhead. This segment is only as good as you are. Do you not want this segment to be funny? It's your namesake. Pete, come on. Do something. Come on, Pete. Give me something to work with here because from here onwards, mate, I'm just going to say it right now. This is not yours anymore. The final spot is going to be a race to the funniest. After almost 100 consistent weeks in Pete Evans, you are going to have to earn your fucking spot. So, Pete, if you make me chuckle or, let's face it more likely, irrationally upset, then you got the spot. I'll mock you spitefully, I'll call out your shit politics, and we'll play the delightful theme song that, let's face it, everyone loves. And I'm sorry, guys, but if the newly minted Senator Zippy Deej Babette Can brings the content, and he will, yep. a new segment will be born. Deej and Titles. Thank yeah, you, Andrew, for the amazing segment name. Very, very good. I can't claim that. Deej and Titles. If you don't know Deeds and Titles, it's funny. But come on, Pete. Do something. Come on, Pete. Do something. Your constant advertising for Evolve Sanctuary is so desperate, clearly you lost a lot of money on Bitcoin, and shit vaccines and bad memes are boring. boring. Otherwise, boring, come Pete. on, Zippy, show us your Dijon titles. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your hosts, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button, and if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack, who found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider, and Joel on at Crunch Moses with AK. We've set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily. If you haven't found it already, maybe you don't know how to use computers. It's <laughs> fine. Promoting a podcast is easy said than done, so if you share this episode or do something, because if we do it, it's embarrassing and weird, but if you do it, it's like this great endorsement by some smart person, because you're clearly really clever and have the respect of your peers. Otherwise, why would you listen to this, bro? Yeah, exactly. And the Patreon is up and running, and we ask listeners to consider throwing a few dollars our way. For as little as $5 a month, you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content, which we're trying to make more of because, I mean, fuck it, you deserve it. If you give us a little bit more money, you'll have other benefits like access to us in the form of even watching us record the show. But if we get to a 1,000 patrons and we're not far off, uh, relative terms, we promise Jack will get diphtheria and die live on air. I will do that. (coughs) We love the grift. It's just that we're not as good at it as the cookers. Nowhere near as good as Stu Peters. Anyway, help us. We're morally conflicted. Don't make me start flogging cubby houses made of cling wrap to you motherfuckers because I will also start flogging water filters and I've made an incense. These are things that are on my list and by God, I'm going to start a web shop tomorrow. Join up at patreon.com slash conditional release program and spare me the indignity. And finally, all feedback, tips and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Even if it's to tell us that someone dressed up as police is coming to arrest us. Don't worry. It's only drunk Stu Peters throwing stuff around. <laughs> I'm worried. Thanks, listeners. I'm very worried. Thanks, listeners. Oh, yeah. it's been a long one. See ya. <laughs> See ya. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me, you guys are bastards.